0: And welcome to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very excited to be with you this week. You want to know why? Because BYU won a dang football game. Oh my goodness gracious. We have lots to talk about. We have an incredible week 10 of college football slate to talk about. It's going to be an amazing episode. You will not want to miss it. Before we get into it though, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at loyal2royalpod. We will find a lot of fun and interactive content some of which we believe led to BYU's victory, as you will listen to later in the show. Make sure you are following us on Twitter, and mainly, make sure you're following Jared at JaredBuckeye and yes. Dan at... I do not tweet. <laughs> 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 yes! <laughs> it is going to be a fun one. Let's get into the episode. Let's
1: BOOL. Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is
2: in
3: their pocket,
1: man. Go not here, that,
3: Let's back this booler!
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go wild. Let's men. go. Baby. Let's go. I have
0: to be <laughs> We're at a waterfall, dude. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Go, 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 go,
4: go, 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 go,
1: BYU, BYU,
3: BYU, BYU. Welcome, in listeners, to yet another episode of the best podcast,
2: number one, baby, of the number one team. We're number one again. Let's yeah. go, <laughs> winning football hey. team. Yes, sir. Not, not Georgia. We're still talking about BYU, everybody. BYU yes. is
0: number one in the rivalry group that we play in. So that's true this season and last.
2: Well, Utah, Utah State, yeah. and Boise State, we hold all of the last wins. Yes. yes, we do, baby. I think that is underappreciated. Clap it up.
3: Yes, we will talk about that game. But first, find your favorite Puritan-dressed figurines. Oh. Put them out somewhere prominent, maybe Some a nice shelf. Pilgrim nutcrackers, maybe mantle. even. A nutcracker. Ooh, yes. A 3D clip art. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the call specialty. 3D clip art. Um, because it's time to do some housekeeping.
2: Woohoo, <laughs> baby.
1: First things first. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this, is,
1: this, this is your segment, Dan. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, that gives it away. Because it's proper football. <laughs> uh, yes. this this it's proper. Proper football.
3: Yes. be a proper. Had their last game of the season against Loyola, Marymount. Mm. Mary Mount. Mary did Mount and Loyola. Mm-hmm. They won. It's good. Okay. How, unfortunately, Santa Clara also won. Oh.
2: So we finished
3: second in the WCC. Okay. However, nie modo, nie modo. I do declare. <laughs> the selection show happened and they are seeded. They're a six seed, which is even yeah. better. Okay, um, I'll take it. Their first game is against UVU at home. Hey, very spicy revenge game. UVU beat BYU this year at the beginning of the season when they were, you know, still growing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when BYU uh, sucked. Yes. And their defense was the equivalent of a Tu'iaki-led defense.
2: That's when the uh, BYU American football team had all the football juice. Yes. But it has since transferred over to the women's propa football. But wait, 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 propa football. So, but our American football team just won,
0: yeah. Which means they have the juice. They can't lose the juice because it's a bye week. Is mm. that bad juju for our women's soccer team?
2: Or maybe because it's a bye week, we can just move the juice over to oh, the proper football team yes. with no consequences. They can there we just go.
3: Borrow the juice. They, yeah, Temporarily, yeah, yeah, yeah. they can
0: have the allotment of juice meant for American football. They're leasing it. Okay, makes
3: sense. Exactly. That okay. game is that Friday at six, I believe. Yes. Get your tickets, show up, buy out the tickets so no UVU people can come. Absolutely. And cheer these folks
2: on. Yes. Your Rock Pass gets you in free. Look at that. Your Rock Pass gets you in free to an free. NCAA tournament game. No mm-hmm. charge. That's no amazing. No charge at all. The Imagine only charge that. is your sore voice after. Which Amen. is beautiful. Uh, also, only 11 days until... La Copa Mundial, mm. the World Cup, baby. I am so excited. Just the nearer it comes, it's like Christmas. I just can't wait for it. I'm counting down the days, the hours. I'm pouring over the bracket and all the fixtures and matches. Oh, I'm very, very excited. Uh, I'm also just buying into the uh, U.S. men's national team a little bit more every single day. There's no rational reason to, I'm but I'm still you. doing it. I'm yeah. sorry for you. Um, yeah.
3: Some of you may not be huge World Cup fans. I would like to extend a challenge as a properly trained uh, missionary. Um, I'd like to (laughs) extend a a challenge or a commitment to, you know, invest something in the World Cup. Choose a player to watch, like Messi. Maybe you've heard of him.
2: He's playing.
3: Um, Or choose a team to follow, or especially your own national team. And... You know, enjoy one of the biggest sporting events in the world. That's all I have to say. Yeah.
0: Maybe I'll watch one of those, like, 2.30 or 3.30 a.m. games. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes. When I'm, like, up doing homework or something, (laughs) studying for a test, just turn on that. I don't necessarily have to pay attention, but I can look up at the television
3: every once in a while when I see something flash
0: and there's a goal scored.
3: You can see, like, Croatia versus Ghana or something. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds incredible to me. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm very excited. Uh, the roster for the U.S. men's national team drops on Wednesday. Oh. Yes. Is it this Wednesday? Am this I correct? Wednesday. It this is very literally week. this D yeah. that day you, are, you listening are listening to. The day you are listening to this. Yes. This very day. So uh, that's exciting. Um, do we have any expectations for the men's national team going into the World Cup? Any at all? Is Tim Howard on the coaching stuff? No. He's doing media or something.
0: Ah. Uh, will he be covering?
2: I believe The so, American
0: yeah. yes. t- football team. I'm sure you're a football team. Yeah. If Tim Howard is in anyhow involved in the U.S. soccer team, then I believe that we will win the World Cup. Yes. Let's go. But if Tim Howard does not cover a game, that means immediate bad juju, and we will give up, like,
2: 15 goals the next game. So. That would be unfortunate. Yeah. All right, anyway, I'm excited.
3: That's proper football. Proper football.
2: Proper football.
0: Uh, Speaking about sports,
3: Okay. as this is a sports
0: podcast. (laughs) No way. Transition of the year. uh, (laughs) Speaking of
1: sports.
0: (laughs) Many, many, many teams had a basketball game on Monday. What? Uh, We don't necessarily believe that the season starts until college football season ends, which is officially 62 days away. But that being said, we do have to acknowledge the fact that that big
2: chungus himself,
0: Colby oh. Lee, made his return to the Marriott Center. And boy, was it a hectic one.
2: Uh, yes, hectic for BYU, that is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess the only way to put it is uh, we won. <laughs> we won ugly. Ugly. I would add. Very ugly. <laughs> hey,
0: you know we're doing well, though, when we have, like, white kids with son in their last name that have missionary haircuts hitting step-back threes. Yeah.
2: And that was literally all our team was because we trailed for at least half of this game, deep into the second half. Uh, It took Spencer Johnson's heroics to hit a three to put us ahead, hit a couple free throws. We won by four. Also, their point guard wildly missed a layup, missed the entire rim uh, on a potentially game-tying free throw or game-tying layup. Um. What are you guys' takeaways from uh, this ugly game in which BYU shot 18% from three, uh, three of 16, to put that in perspective, Gross. we shot 68% from the free throw line, mm. and 37% from the field.
0: Before we do that, can I add one thing? Yes, Just please. real quick. Please. Uh, Colby Lee, his revenge game. Yes. We cannot forget to add how he did. Oh, yeah. Colby Lee in 19 <laughs> minutes, 0 of 4 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3. Zero points, five rebounds, one assist.
4: Nice. All right, big chunkus, well. baby. That's big chungus. Uh yeah,
3: Knee jerks. Um, I just gotta say my one thing, that last minute play that they did out of a timeout, I thought it I thought it was good. Ooh. It was pretty Spencer Johnson like handed the ball to it, a Tiki or Foos, then used him as a screen went around and the defender was like, Well, should I go to Foos where the ball is or follow Johnson? Johnson had some space and made the three, so that probably could be a good sign about our coaching staff. we've had a bit of turnover. yeah, maybe we can do well in you know out of timeouts or in late game yeah. situations.
2: which we have historically struggled
3: at. yeah, Mark Pope. Era. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Did you hear Pope in the post game though say that that wasn't even like the play call oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Never mind. It was the play call, right. Yeah. But they were not expecting the Idaho State guy to go under that to screen. Go under. Yeah. The play call was actually for Foose to slip, and then Spencer Johnson to hit him on a bounce pass, and Foose to take, mm. the lead, to take that layup and go up by one. But the Idaho State guy went under the screen, so Spencer Johnson had to improvise. So mm. it was within the realm of okay. the play, but Spencer Johnson taking that shot wasn't what Mark Pope had planned. But hey, we'll take it. It worked. Because it was still in the realm. Of, we know how basketball works. It's messy. Plays have different options. So – it was one of the options.
3: Yeah, I don't know how this season's going to go, so I'm just going to give that to him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's my knee-jerk is just let's, okay, burn the tape and move on. <laughs> I mean, my knee-jerk is we won. It was Trap Game
0: City. 18 teams that paid other teams to come to their place to, p- to play lost. Oh, S- including a couple of ranked teams. Stetson beat Florida State. Yep. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast beat USC at USC Uh, Sam Houston beat Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken. And TCU, who's ranked, only beat Arkansas Pine Bluff by one. Wow. So, it was a trap game day. We avoided it. And I think that's as much basketball as we need to talk for the next 62 days. It's preseason. Or until BYU plays
2: again, then we'll obviously talk about it. It's
3: preseason, so, you know, good tune-up game. Yeah. Yeah. Move on.
2: Yeah, just an exhibition match. Uh, I will say this one thing. Let's hear it. So, it was, for some people, not us, Mm -hmm. but some people, it was the first day of college basketball yesterday. Uh-huh. What has happened to our country that there are no premier games on day one of college basketball? Mm. I remember there used to be a time where they would have a college basketball game every hour of the day. And it was yeah. like 36 hours straight of college basketball. Mm-hmm. And it was this huge palooza. And they had rank versus ranked matchups. Mm. And there was the aircraft carrier game, which is on Friday, by the way. But oh, yeah, it was just like one. it was the first day of college basketball. And it was all just a bunch of peewees like. I don't know. I I miss the days in which college basketball was more of like a national phenomenon. But th- maybe, maybe that's just me. I don't I don't know if there's something going on behind the scenes. I don't, I don't know mind. How... Okay.
0: I don't mind. Let the teams get a tune-up game in. Let the teams play a meaningful game together that isn't an exhibition. And then give me ranked on ranked where they actually know how to play basketball. Okay. Yeah. Just okay. That's
2: fair. I, I could see that logic. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, any, That's any basketball. Other, yeah. Uh, spend way too long on course, uh, so Let's talk like American basketball. Football. Uh,
4: let's, let's talk
0: more about uh, real football, American football. Let's go for it. Though, kind of real football. Because real. we're talking about the um, No Fun League. No Fun League, if you didn't hear that. Neo-fascist league. <laughs> Dare I say?
3: The, the F word? Some will say. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's talk about some BYU alumnuses. And since. their performance on Sunday. Let's do it. I will start with probably the most followed, uh, most impactful BYU alumni at this time, wh- who is Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach Um The Eagles won. That's the most important part. What? The, the Eagles? Eagles. Huh? I mean, sorry, the Jets. <laughs> uh-huh. Got ahead of myself. The Jets won. They're now 6-3. and three. Zach Wilson led his team to a win
2: over the bills by the way over the, the bills which is Super Bowl favorites yeah. which is
0: honestly very big because they control their destiny in the AFC
3: north <laughs>
2: don't even, so go, there. Don't even like don't go there I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know but they can make the
0: playoffs
3: yes Zach Wilson is a winner what was the he winner? like this year? he's like what four and one as a starter five, five and one. one five and one now there you go uh,
0: and they also uh the Jets defense hurt Josh Allen Okay, nice. now, apparently the Jets defense has a knack for hurting and opposing
2: quarterbacks. So Good. I mean it's a good defense. It's a, <laughs> you gotta say. <laughs> it's all you can say. Sauce Gardner, amazing. Great Next defense. Next up we have the Detroit Lions who
0: beat the Green Bay Packers for Woo-hoo! their first win in six weeks. Okay. Jamal Williams, their leading rusher, had eighty one rushing yards. Solid. Hey, Jamal doing
2: work. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Third leading rusher in the NFL at this point in time. Wow. Not bad. Uh
2: another BYU running back in the professional football league. Um Tyler Algier. Yes. Al Algier. Al- 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 Algier. Al- there we go. Algier. He had 99 yards.
1: Just this close, so close, man.
2: He he's also doing very well out of the backfield as a passing option. Yes. Yes. He's yes. had like two or three games with over 35 or Receiving yards, which is nice because that was one of his main critiques
0: against him coming into the draft, is that he yeah. couldn't catch a pass. Can be yeah. third
2: down guy, whatever. He definitely can. That is for sure. Um. Anyway, he absolutely bowled over also BYU alumni Michael Davis. He just ran him into the ground like a freight train. So it's nice Friendly to see fire. Nice <laughs> to see Tyler doing exactly what he did here in the NFL, just running people over. Um. But more importantly, he wore a BYU shirt in his post game. Rep the cougs all day long. Love to see it. Thank you, Tyler. All
3: right, finally, last one we're going to talk about. Of course, there are other BYU players in the NFL, but Dax Milne, mm-hmm. milestone for him. He had his first career touchdown reception. Clap it up.
2: Ready <laughs> yes. to go, Dax.
3: Beautiful throw from none other than Taylor Heineke, mm, the GOAT, to you know pull Washington close in this one. Unfortunately, they did lose, but it was a good game. They were competitive.
2: It was a good game, and the Vikings are very good.
0: They're yes. 7 and well, the Vikings they are, are so quite good. You can't forget they had uh, Thug Cousins. Yep. <laughs> Kirk Thuggins. Kirk Thuggins Kirk Thuggins with, Kirk the chains Thuggins with his, his like, chain. Kirk dancing. Exactly. Kirk Thuggins. What a guy. You like that. <laughs> to finish off our uh, non BYU football segment, we do have to talk about the realest of all footballs, my intramural flag football team. I uh, just wanted to give a quick little shout out to my guys. We had the first round of the playoffs. Hey, eh? and uh, we won. Let's go. We won nice. twenty-seven to six. Okay, which was clo- which was awesome. The other team was lateraling it like across the field the entire game. It was kind so of interesting true. to play against. Uh, the one touchdown we allowed <sighs> was at the very end on a fourth. Uh, at the end of the fourth quarter, it was already dead ball, but we accepted a penalty to push them ten yards back. They lateraled it five times. Threw a hail mary into the end zone, and Tanner <laughs> Davidson, who Jared knows from our mission, yep. totally whiffed on the bat. Oh come and on! Just, oh, and allowed no. them to score a touchdown at
2: the end. So can never trust those Oregon State fans. Not Either way,
0: we pulled out the dub, and we're moving to round two to be played on Friday.
2: Interesting. They Let's are implementing go. the PFT trademark downfield lateral. It yes. sounds like mm, yep, that very interesting. Yep. Um, anyway,
0: congratulations! Good luck
2: to you. Yes.
0: yes, thank you, thank you. Congrats and good luck. Thank you. I threw no interceptions. I felt pretty good. Hey. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions. My QBR was probably six million. Love it. Just saying. Just
2: saying. Well, uh, let us go to the elephant in the room. No, the elephant is in the room. Oh, I love that commercial. commercial. Great. Love those. Um. Anyway, BYU won a football game. Finally. Let's go. <laughs> Woohoo! hoo uh, We beat Boise City on the Smurf turf. On the blue, it was... An electric game, uh, it was full of ups, downs, and sidewayses. Yeah, sure was. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say this. So I was in the studio um, doing my internships thing for the football game and the women's pro-, pro football game. All right. So I didn't get out until about 1230, and I'm walking home in the rain, and I just had the biggest smile on my face and just kept pumping double fists because we won a football game. I completely forgot how good winning feels. Especially winning over a hated rival like Boise City. I'm very, very excited we got this win. And I know there's lots to dig into. Lots of negatives that we can pull. Lots of positives as well. No negatives. Good vibes only. But, yes. I am just happy we won. That's my final take. How are you guys feeling? Uh, To quote Gabe Judy Lolly, call me Papa
0: Smurf the way we ran that blue field. (laughs) Whatever that means. Thank Uh, you. We love (laughs) that. Uh, we won on the Smurf turf, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, we beat Boise State in our last game against them. We beat Utah State in our last game against them, and Utah in our last game against them. Three rivalry victories going into the Big 12. Who knows when we will play either of those three games again, though I do think we have Utah on the schedule for like 2025 or something like
2: that. Probably 2037.
0: Kind of weird. But, uh, I thought it was interesting. We won a game. I was not, ex- if we were going to win a game in these next few games, I was not expecting it to be this one. Boise State was hot. Their defense was really good. And we made it look bad. It, it, it was weird. It was weird.
3: But we won. We won. I, I love, love it. it. We won. Good vibes only. Yes. A win is a win. And we went the whole month of October without one. It's good to be in a different month so that we can win again.
2: No lost November. Yes. It's let's back. go. Let's go. And we got a sack. Oh! Something we didn't get for the entire month of October either. Glad to see it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um... So the first half was extremely frustrating, I think we can say, correct? Yes. Yeah. We had three trips inside the red zone mm-hmm. and zero points. It ended yep. 7-7 at halftime. Yes, but right. we should have been up, let's be honest, like 24-7. We 7. dominated the first half. Yes. Yeah,
0: and we have to talk about, you know, maybe some refereeing that kind of oh, happened. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let, let, let's build up to that sequence, right? So BYU, it's 7-7. BYU is driving. Jaron Hall throws a pass that's a little too tall for Isaac Rex. Bounces off his hands. Boise State intercepts it. Oof. Okay. Boise State then has the ball, and for whatever reason, decides to throw it, and <laughs> BYU gets a strip sack at like the ten yard line. Huge. Absolutely incredible. To end the half, it's fourth and goal, or third and goal. It, it whatever it was. It was. To, it
1: was to end the half. Yeah.
0: Last, Last the goal play with three half. seconds. Of course, we don't put our fullbacks in.
2: Wait, wait. No. Before that, Puka Nakua catches the ball in yes. the end zone, mm-hmm. falls down out of the end zone, mm-hmm. and they don't call it a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Clearly, a touchdown. His whole body was in the end zone when he catches it, and then he falls forward out of out yes. of the end zone, and yep. they call it not stupid. Anyway, yeah. continue. Then it's like fourth. It's goal to go.
0: It's just like one yard, last play, three what? seconds. What are we gonna do? Bring in Houston Heymuller? Nope. Bring in Mason no. Wake? Nope. Not even we're as going blockers. To put in the smallest running back we have, Lopini Katoa, and we're gonna run him right up the freaking middle. He gets in. You can literally see it from the two camera angles that Fox Sports <laughs> Two had available. And yet the refs call him
2: out after review of the play well, stands. Well, technically they didn't call anything. Nope. They just stood yeah. They just stood there. <laughs> yeah. they, just
3: stood there. <laughs> they all ran in from the side to yeah, the pile. They, <laughs> they're just like,
2: what uh, happened? Let's review <laughs> what it do we and, do and it? Uh, we'll go with no. They literally showed no. one of the refs walk up to another one and just go, oh, and shrug. <laughs> just with his hands up. The shrug. <laughs> this is college football. How in the hell do you not have a goal line angle? How? I don't ask me. Yeah. Don't ask. Yet
0: somehow they k- magically find a goal line angle for a review later in the game.
2: <laughs> but not for that player. That was literally on the goal line. Uh, I think we have baseball to blame for this one. Yep. Because the World Series was going on, nobody was watching, nope. but they had all the good cameras there. Astros cheated. No. Asterisks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Houston asterisk. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we were robbed of two touchdowns
3: yep. in the first half, ended seven mm-hmm. seven. And then you know, towards the end of the game, Boise State eventually took the lead and we were down twenty eight twenty four with what was it like six minutes left or something? I don't That's know. Don't, don't look
2: on ESPN because ESPN had no stats for this game until like an <laughs> hour, <laughs> hour afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah, <I> saw that. <laughs> uh yes. Six twenty eight remaining. Jaron Hall orchestrated.
3: Ooh I love that word. Orchestrated. A seventy-five yard drive that ended with a hang it in the Louvre type. Sam uh not Samson. <laughs> Puka touchdown catch.
2: Yes. it's beautiful. And it counted this time. <laughs> it did count. It was a beautiful catch. I will say though, even
0: though like they got it, he caught it. It was beautiful. All these things. That was the most creative play call you could come up with. And pull down is just like I got. I get it. Puka's your best player. Right. Get the ball yeah. in his hands. But like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> give him the ball in an easier way. Yeah,
3: they couldn't make. And it let him make a move
0: <laughs> to get into the end zone. He's literally has his jersey being pulled off his shoulder pads. Passing interference, but they're not gonna call it because no. I'm just like it's, it's the last voicey. It's the last play of the game. Yeah. Like, honestly, like if you're a ref,
2: like you kind of let that play out. You know, you just. Let it, let it happen, unless it's absolutely egregious. Unless you're a fiesta bowl ref in 2002 and Ohio State's throwing a fade to the end, zone. Then, yeah. then you throw it, Obviously, no. All I'm specific. saying is, that was a no. weird
0: play call, I'm just happy we got it, it's a touchdown, we win the game, and that's all I can ask for. That's one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. It is the single greatest catch I've ever seen.
2: One hand getting completely P.I'd, yeah. spinning around, bobbling it, with the toe touch, the photo, oh my gosh. With had his toe it. I I had it had it right here. <laughs> that was – it was absolutely his gorgeous. His oh, right the end zone turf. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just happy we won, honestly. There's a lot that I could say that is not good – I'm going to try and keep it positive. There's the picture. Hang it in the Louvre, Dan, like you Hang said. Hang that in the Louvre.
0: Beautiful. The, some MOA employee printed it out on a piece of paper, the BYU oh, yeah. Museum of Art, and like
2: <laughs> put it on the front desk for a little bit. So it wasn't the <laughs> BYU Museum of Art for a little Hang bit. It <laughs> Hang it in the MOA. Hang it in the MOA. Anyway, I don't know how deep we want to go into this because, honestly, we we won the game and I'm just happy. I, I yeah. There's a lot of things that we can break down, Jaren's performance, Puka's performance, Hinkley Ropati's emergence. Ropati, we gotta, we gotta give a shout out. We do have
0: to give a shout out to Ropati and um, his legs.
2: Where do you guys want to go next? That was an interesting one. Let's go there. What are Ropati's legs? <laughs> have you seen Something a picture of his legs. Ropati's legs? He has not tree trunks. He has a cinder block. What's what's the best word for I don't it? Know, he's got like, he, uh, he's got elephantine. What's that big thousand? General Sherman? he got, got General
3: Sherman legs.
2: He's got quads like nobody's business. It, it, it honestly looks like a tree wow. beard from Lord of the Rings with all the roots and stuff. It's yeah. like he's got like
3: implants in his quads. Or something. <laughs> it's
2: ridiculous. It's humongous. He's like packing a grenade launcher in each of his quads. That <laughs> guy can put on muscle. <laughs> yeah. Get
0: Hinkley Ropati in the open field. Let him get a running start and nobody's going to be able to take him down without getting punished. He got the ball on two screens. One of them was like a 20-yard gain where he absolutely obliterated a safety at the end and (laughs) stepped out of bounds. The other was like a 35-yard touchdown pass. So, got to love it. Hinkley Ropati. I think he is a good running back, so let's see more of him.
2: Yeah, he had five carries for 28 yards. That's 5.6 a carry. That is the most BYU has had in like their last four games from a running back. So, um, and Boise State has one of the highest-rated defenses and uh, Hinkley Rapati made it look silly.
0: Let's speak about that, because I do have a couple nuggets regarding that. Let's hear the nuggets. Nuggets Entering the game, Boise State was number two in the nation in total defense, allowing only 230 yards per game. Wow. Okay. BYU's offense posted 532 total Woo! yards.
4: Let's go. More than
0: double their average. 500 yards. Other interesting nugget, it's the most yards that Boise State has allowed at home since they allowed 573 against... BYU in 2020. <laughs> Let's
2: yes. go, dominate Boise State. We love that. If only we could do it at home. Um, <laughs> anyway, another person whose legs were made visibly apparent. Okay. Sharon Hall. Yes. Oh. He has them and can use them. I that was a welcome surprise. I will say. Yeah. Yeah. Recent discovery. Discovered
0: that against. Uh, what was that? Against East Carolina. Against East Carolina, it seems. And he's continued with that discovery. He's kind of struggled throwing the football lately, so he said, hey, maybe I'll show NFL scouts that I can run.
2: He had 82 yards on 12 carries and a touchdown, so that's yeah. pretty good.
3: Yeah. I mean, to me, it's not the most impressive discovery because in previous years that was one of the things he was most known for yeah. <laughs> were his athletic legs. Uh-huh. But this season is better late than never, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully you can build off of it.
2: Yeah. Better late than never is is basically the story of this game, right? (laughs) Better late than never.
0: We can complain about his passing all we want, but he did have a career high in yards passed for 377 on 29 completions over 11 yards per completion, which is – Good. Quite good. He yeah. had three touchdowns, but he also had two interceptions. One of them that was half his fault, half Isaac Rex's fault. The other that was just a completely boneheaded misthrow. Yeah,
1: very boneheaded. Very Like boneheaded. as boneheaded as it gets.
0: <laughs> yep, like straight up like Jack Skellington
2: boneheaded. <laughs> just
3: like throwing up a softball straight to a defender. There's no BYU player
1: within five yards of him. <laughs>
2: Was on he TV, trying to throw that ball away? I don't know. There was I, I no BYU was, football. I don't know. There was no BYU football player in the frame of the camera yeah. <laughs> where the guy picked it. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. And then on the Isaac Rex one, I agree. Isaac Rex was open for like five steps before Jaron threw it, and then it was high. But Isaac Rex, bro, you got to catch that. Yeah, and that's all catchable. Them. Yeah. It was
3: catchable. A little high.
2: Not the easiest catch, but still catchable. Yeah. Exactly. Either way, um, I don't know. I. Like 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 I said earlier, like I'm not super impressed with Jaren Hall's performance. I know he had a lot of yards and three touchdowns, plus a rushing touchdown. Um, but I'm gonna be honest, like two of those touchdowns probably should have been picked. Mm-hmm. Like the one to Puka on the post corner route, if the safety has a head on his shoulders, <laughs> he's picking that ball off. But he was like looking around like nobody knew what was going on. Um, but like we say earlier, we won the game. That's yes. all that
3: matters. MVP of the game, Puka Nakua. Absolutely, he made Jaren Hall look quite good. Yes, in some moments.
0: Yep, Puka Nakua uh, is that guy.
2: <laughs> he is him. He's a guy. He is him. He he's got a, a dude. dog in him. He's a dude, as Chase Young would say. <laughs> he's a dude. <laughs> he's a dude. Speaking of Chase Young, he's back, right? He's coming he's back, just, he's he's getting back. He's, he's practicing. He's practicing. He's getting back. There yeah. we go. Hasn't um, played yet, but he'll be back soon. Uh, finally, on this game, I know we're all excited, super pumped um of all of the last 3 games this is the one i think we all expected to win the least yep yep um does this change the season narrative at all for you guys because leading up into this game there's kind of the narrative of BYU, bad injury luck disappointing performances just scrambling to make ends meet um and then we go into boise city on what we thought was going to be a fifth straight loss and we come out victorious in somewhat miraculous fashion does that change how you guys are viewing the season at all? Does it maybe just, I, I don't know, change it a little bit? I don't, what are you guys' thoughts on that? It, it does change
3: it for me. It doesn't completely reverse the way okay. we view the season. I still view it as a disappointment. But if we can end the season on a good note with you know three straight wins, with one of them being Boise State.
2: Four. Four with the bowl game.
3: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus the bowl game. Yeah. Which – we're one game closer to qualifying for.
2: Knock on wood.
3: Um, yeah, if we can end the season on a high note, then of course I'll be left with, you know, a better taste in my mouth. Kind of the opposite of previous seasons where <laughs> you know, we do well. Unfortunately don't make New Year's six, go to some other bowl game and are left with a disappointing taste. Maybe a bitter taste or like Ooh. a a sour taste i Mm. like sour all sorts of bad tastes out there yeah but yeah this game can be the start of you know not a cherry on top but you know a little bit of a consolation okay you know like a little hug sort of for the season
2: (laughs) just kind of like your first date goes super super poorly but then you get the hug at the end you're like yeah you're
3: like all right move on to next season yeah (laughs) move on
2: to next date (laughs) yeah those are my thoughts (laughs)
0: Great analogy. I love how we're like using that analogy on a podcast with three married men. <laughs> <dudes. laughs> okay, uh, for me, like I, I completely agree with Dan. It changed the narrative of the past few weeks, but it did not change the narrative of the season. It's still a disappointing season with how good we were last year and all that returning production. There is no excuse to be fighting for bowl eligibility 10 games in. We should yeah. all already have six wins by now. Absolutely. But... We did put things together. Our offense actually played competently. Our defense, now under the you know, control of Kalani Satake, who has had a couple of weeks to implement his system, is now playing competently as well. Boise State's offense isn't bad. And Boise State's defense is really good. And we made both of them look bad. Yeah, we were better on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, control which, the time of possession, right. which is Boise State's bread and butter right now. They control the entire game. So it changed the narrative for the past few weeks, didn't change the narrative of the season.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, my my thoughts are this. Um, the way that the season had been heading before this game, BYU was like a dumpster fire screaming on the tracks to a black abyss. But now we're just like a regular back alley hobo trash bin fire. Okay. So okay. it's like now instead of just being this screaming disappointment of the gnashing of teeth going to outer darkness, mm. now yeah. it's more like – hey, we're just a bunch of poor homeless people that are warming our hands by this fire. Yeah, You know? It's a much different. It's still, like, disappointing. It's still, like, not what we had expected. We expected this to be a raging bonfire with a bunch of rednecks in their trucks on the beach. Yeah. But now it is much less disappointing, and there's hope for a satisfactory end.
0: No, oh, no, yeah. I agree with that.
2: Like we said after the Oregon game, make a bowl game winnable game. Those are both still on the table for BYU. Amen.
0: I will include one nice stat to Thanks. close this out. Yes, please. To comment on BYU's um, improved offensive performance. According to Greg Rebel, BYU had eleven offensive possessions versus Boise State. Zero three and ounce. Yo among those oh. eleven possessions and all eleven of them ended in Boise State territory. Yo. That's
2: progress. That is Gargantuan, substantial, plus 13
0: minutes in time of possession and plus 21 in offensive plays. It's a recipe to win a football game. Yep,
3: that is amazing. Albeit barely and on a, (laughs) and on a last-second touchdown. But took us long enough to figure it out. But maybe we have. Hey, maybe we're figuring
2: it out. I still want to see coaching changes after the season. Oh yeah, absolutely. But we haven't forgotten. But (laughs) a bowl game and a win in a bowl game is still possible, which we are all happy about. Um, Any parting thoughts on BYU before we get to the real story of the weekend, which is the grand sport of college football as a whole? I have a thought. Okay. Yep. The victory is
0: owed to two things. Okay. First of all, the fact that we were all white and they were all black. We are 3 and overs Boise State when this uniform combination amongst the two teams is played. Also the white face mask. Ah! Very beautiful. And the Royal Strong and True Podcast is taking full credit for this victory, as you know, on our Instagram, and if you're not following us on Instagram, you are absolutely missing out. Make sure you follow us at Loyal to Royal Pod, where you will find all of this content. We posted nothing but positive content all day long. It didn't matter what was happening. It didn't matter that we didn't get that touchdown at the end of the first half. We were all good vibes. We were all dancing. We were all excited. And you know what? Our good vibes led us to a victory. And I will venture to say that our good vibes were not correlated with the victory. They were
4: causative
2: for the victory. Ooh, I like that causative of a victory. I agree. Great stuff. Good vibes only. Yep. Good vibes. A win's a win. I'd love to see it. <sighs> All right. Any last thoughts for you? Uh, speaking of sports. Mm. Yes. I'm just gonna take this. Good back transition. To Justin's good transition. transition. All right. Hey, it's better than my usual ones. Um, <laughs> what's the sports? You speaking talk about? of sports. Let's talk about college football week ten. We're not gonna do a picks recap because it went horribly for oh, all no. of us. I, I'm
0: I'm gonna add that at the end. Don't, don't, don't you worry. Okay, okay. Right. We'll, we'll get to that eventually. I added it. In don't you worry.
2: Um anyway, let us get on to a new favorite, the Nifty Nine Plus a serenade? Oh. Bum!
1: We start in Pac-X After Dark, where a nor'easter was rolling through the Pacific Northwest. It was an intriguing mammalian mascot matchup with the Oregon State Beavers traveling to take on the Washington Huskies. (laughs) These furry frenemies traded blows to the first half like the Beavers versus climate change. Oregon State had the front paw on this one, but Washington State trailed after the very first drive. Yep, that was until eight seconds left, when Michael Penix, Junior Ooh, Michael nine, <laughs> Michael <laughs> Penix 92 uh, yard drive and U-Dub Chipped in a field goal to win it 24-21 to
4: Rats We head to a state that is quickly becoming Not a state mm-hmm. Where some hawks known by the nickname J Were taking on some cowboys That have seemingly been compensating for their recent lack of ammunition In a big 12 showdown Lance lie pulled around the cowboys That are just okay Get it? <laughs> as they expose the fact that they are even worse without Spencer Sanders than they are with him. Uh, Garrett Wrangle wrangled in some interceptions as he threw three INTs for the Cowboys, allowing the Jayhawks to win the game 37 to 16. Yeepers!
2: Look away, NFL fans, because this game was full of exciting point scoring! Ew. The Shmuel Broncos played host to the Houston Cougars in a classic NCAA football 14 matchup. The defenses were holier than a Catholic on Easter or Christmas, giving up a combined 1,352 yards and forcing only one punt. Whoa! All 10, your Mordecai had more touchdowns than incompletions, and he had nine incompletions. What? As the Broncos country lets road into a 77-263 regulation victory.
1: Uh-huh. Folks, It's time for the Mm Roadrunners! Texas San Antonio faced off against the Blazers of UAB. UAB in an electric G5 matchup. The Roadrunners got off to a blazing hot start, while UAB seemed to be blazed in another way. (laughs) Good one, boom. However, the effects soon wore off, and a fight ensued that would put some Senate races look like a game of patty cake. (laughs) After not one, but two overtimes, the roadrunners evaded UAB like yet another triumph against Wiley Coyote, winning this one 44-38. We
4: head between the hedgers for a day game that should have been the game of the century, but very promptly turned into the disappointment of the millennium. Tennessee volunteered its number one ranking to the Bulldogs, playing just as much offense as an Aaron Roderick-led group of (laughs) five-year-olds, only putting up 13 points in four quarters. Meanwhile, Sequavius Bennett lit up the Orange Defenders, bringing the Georgia Bulldogs, a 27-13 victory. Moral of the story is boom. SEC sucks this year, but they'll still get three teams to play with. Probably.
2: horrible. We head to Champagne, Illinois, where the last 300 Spartans who actually believe in Mel Tucker actually won this time. The Fighting Brett Bielma's round like a bowling ball Dominated the game statistically, but took a page out of BYU's playbook and went 1 for 6 on 4th downs. Gotta love you some analytics, boom. Uh-huh. In the end, Tuck was coming as he comes within striking distance of Bo eligibility. Uh-huh. Sparty stabs the fighting Eli. Why? with a 23-15 victory.
4: Lamentable, boom.
1: <clears throat> this next one is also a somber one for BYU fans. Hmm is a transitive property pretzel. As two former opponents faced off in Liberty at Arkansas. We have a yin-yang type situation because on the one hand, Liberty didn't look too shabby. However, on the other hand, Arkansas only scored two tuddlies making their drive summaries against us look more and more like a horror film from last month that'll scare your children away from <laughs> BYU fandom forever. Liberty improved to eight and one with a 21 to 19 victory while Arkansas fell to five and four. Yeah.
4: We head to the great city of Manhattan. Kansas, that is. Where we had another classic purple versus orange Big 12 showdown. Oh, I love it. Quinn Ewers and his dirty mullet want to take on the feral felines. Adrian Martinez did his best Lamar Jackson impression, running all over the field and occasionally throwing the ball for an ill-timed interception. Adam Quinn rubs his mullet grease on the football, allowing Texas to slither away with a slippery 34-27 victory.
1: Yay! 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 Finally.
2: We arrive at the home of Touchdown Jesus, South Bender University. Dabo Swiney proved he's still as dysfunctional as ever, starting DJ Ui Ungi Lele and fielding a team softer than love and learn. Well, the cultural appropriating Irish took the sucks out to the back alley and wailed on him like Ralphie on Scott Farkas. Morgan Freeman, I mean Martin Freeman, I mean Marcus Freeman got his first big win as head football pope, putting Danny Canell and the rest of the ACC and Clemson Brownnosers in their place with a 35-14 score fumbling. Praise to the Tigers who defeated the Tide. Bryce Young was proven to be a massive fraud. People are asking if the Saban reign is over. While Kelly's oh, and his family man. have finally arrived. We don't like Bama, we also don't like LSU. But when it comes to choosing, we'll take the Tigers every day. Suck so on that one, saying and hey, hope you like it. how it feels. We wouldn't know, cause we've never been that good. Beautiful. Yeah,
0: that's, that's
2: actually him number uh,
0: 400.
2: Number 32-31, actually.
0: Yeah, 32 I was going to say him 420, but yeah, Ooh, no, that, okay.
3: that's, that's better. That's bars <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> bars.
0: These <man>.
2: bars.
0: <laughs> uh, sorry, Jared. I'm going to have to throw this in. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Quick little picks recap. Let's get I out of the way. We have to be accountable. We uh, that's just true. We can't be accountable on the good weeks. We have to be accountable on the bad week. We have
2: to if we're gonna yell at BYU football about being accountable, we have to lead the way.
0: Dan and the exactly. fans both went three and seven this week. <laughs> Not ideal. Uh, Jared and I uh, we were a little bit better coming in at four and six. Yeah. So all of us went under five hundred. Absolutely rough week. We uh, Jared and I inch a little bit closer to Dan. We, I am now one game behind Dan, Jared two games behind me, the fans, their Mickey Mouse schedule doesn't count. <laughs> yep. So we are uh, hovering around 500 for the entire season right now,
2: and it's a very, very tight race going into the last few weeks of the season. Uh, all I'll say is this, um, I'll, I'll come up with a plot, a plot chart for our picks, right. but as the season goes along, we're just trickling down. <laughs> it's getting worse each week, collectively. Dan, didn't you go 10-0 in week? Dan yeah, went 10-0 yeah. in week one. That was the beginning of the season.
1: <laughs> Let's go!
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been bad. We've each had like a couple of 7 and 8 win, and then Dan obviously with the 10, the 10 win week, but in the last couple of weeks, no one has gone over 500. Nope. So,
3: know what else is bad? What? And has to do with sports. Oh no. Sports?
1: College football rankings. Oh, uh, sports.
3: The playoff rankings are out and boy is it ugly.
2: Uh I uh, Can we start with some positive vibes? Okay. TCU
0: is in the top 4.
2: Okay. Yes. Finally. Four. I love K. This is I love this, right? Well because deserved. last week the committee justified TCU being at 7 because they're not a balanced team and they got behind in some games. Mm-hmm. So, they play Texas Tech. Not a great team. They get behind in the game. They play terrible defense for one half and then come back and win by 10. And the committee's like, that's what we're looking for. Yes. <laughs> Straight to a playoff position. Slate to number four. It's so clear they have no idea what they're doing. Incredible.
0: <laughs> I'm just glad they didn't put Tennessee in over TCU. Yeah. yeah.
3: Very true. Um, um Georgia, oh, number one, obviously. I think we yeah. all saw that one coming. Okay. In. No surprise there. Deserved. Deserved. Ohio State stayed at two. Okay. Awesome. Sure. Michigan is now number three. Up to three. Okay. Which is somewhat intriguing. After yes. coming from behind versus Rutgers? Butgers, yes. yes. <laughs> Against Butgers. <laughs> that shot them up the rankings.
2: <laughs> shot them. Okay, never mind. not, right. not going to go there. <laughs> right. uh, what else sticks out to you guys?
0: Uh, first of all, why in the freaking world am I seeing Notre Dame on this list?
1: Huh?
2: I don't know. Notre Dame sucks. They barely beat BYU. <laughs> I mean come on. They also lost to Marshall and Stanford at home. Just because they beat Clemson, Clemson isn't good. Will the <laughs> will the freaking selection committee finally realize that Clemson sucks? Wake up. They should not be sniffing the top Wake 10. Wake up.
3: Committee, Clemson's bad and so is Notre Dame for that matter.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um USC UCLA. We talked about this last mm-hmm. week. It's rearing its head again. Uh, 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 it, I just don't understand what does it – what does USC have? Actually, we know exactly what it is, right? USC has Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. And brand recognition. And, and UCLA doesn't. USC – like, I there's no other way to put it because UCLA has a loss to a better team. Mm-hmm. They have a better win. They, they have,
0: have a, two ranked wins to USC's zero. Yes, and wow. also
2: the one common opponent between the two – actually, they may have more. I don't know. But they both played Utah, and UCLA beat Utah by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I, USC lost to a Cam Rising to be sneak up the middle. Yeah, I don't understand. At the very least, there shouldn't be four spots between them. It's ridiculous. This committee has no idea what they're doing. Haven't watched the games. Don't talk about anything. Boo Corrigan today on the post-game show or on the post-release show, he was like interviewing with Reese Davis. Literally all he would say is like this team has looked good and they're averaging so many points a game. That's literally his reasoning for anything. They're like, so why does TCU move up because you talked about them last week for having X, Y, and Z, and that's why they were number seven. And they did those same things and now are number four. And Boo Corgan comes out and says, well, they're averaging 48 points a game, and they won this week. So we just thought they were number four. It's Like, I don't disagree that they should be number four, but you can't give me the stupid reasoning. Like, <laughs> I don't know.
3: Yeah, all their reasoning is very inconsistent. You know, It just goes to say that whoever they want to be ranked, they choose, and then they <laughs> – Select reasoning that will back up that decision in a case-by-case basis. <laughs> in, in a yep. case-by-case
0: basis. <laughs> case-by-case basis, absolutely. Um,
3: but I do have you know, a nugget about the whole ooh. USC versus UCLA ooh, ooh. I do enjoy situations. nuggets. Ooh, ooh. They play in two weeks. Hey! November 19th. That should be the final deciding factor, I
2: think. Do you think if UCLA beats USC by a field goal, do you think they'll jump USC? Nope. I mean, there's four spots. I wish between. they would, but I mean, you
3: never know with this with these guys.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, like they kind of screwed UCLA over where they put them. They have to jump Clemson, who won't lose again. They have to jump Alabama, who is obviously two Not losses. Gonna lose there's no way they should be in the top freaking ten. They have to jump all these random teams. Like It's some absolute nonsense.
2: It is. Yeah. It is because UCLA, again, how many losses do they have? One. Who is it? No. Two. Number six team in the country, Oregon which I'm glad Oregon is above LSU. I was worried LSU yes. would be number five. Oregon is getting some respect. Yes. Um, but as we're talking about the Pac-X, let's just bring that into perspective. Obviously, UCLA, USC, and Oregon all alive for the Pac-12 championship. Not even going to mention that team up north at Salt Lake City because nope. they so poo-poo. Um, but how are we thinking about the Pac-12s? Um, the Pac-X, excuse me, Pac-X's playoff chances because Oregon is obviously the closest one, but they yeah. do have that 46 or 49-3 to 3, like first game of the season. I don't know how much you want to wait that, but it's still there. Regardless, they're number six. True, which means yes. they have that upward mobility, right? Do you think an Oregon team that wins out beats or or usc or ucla for example right if any of those teams win out and win the pac-12 championship do you think there's any way they get in over a one lost tennessee team that won't lose again they play south pansy state prairie view a&m and chippenha girls choir as their last three games <laughs> so it's not like tennessee's gonna lose again but ucla usc and oregon will all have their little round robin there'll be a pac-12 championship game can any of them jump tennessee for a playoff spot
0: There is only one scenario in which it happens, in my humble opinion. And I think, honestly, I do think it could be either Oregon, USC, or UCLA. The best chance is with Oregon, in my opinion. Yeah. It happens in the scenario that Ohio State just obliterates Michigan in the game.
3: Mm Okay.
0: And wins the Big Ten. And wins the Big Ten.
3: Have okay. so one Big Ten.
0: At that point, it opens up a spot in the top four, and if Oregon then goes to win the Pac-12 championship as a conference champion, they kind of jump Tennessee at that point. But if Ohio State and Michigan play each other close, I think they will both end up in the College Football Playoff. Mm. Mm.
3: Interesting. Leaving the Pac-12 out. Dan, yeah. I think this year is. More interesting than previous years. I agree. Because we could get one SEC team. We could get three SEC teams.
4: Gosh, don't you don't say it. We
3: could get one Big 10 team or two. Mm-hmm. We could get one Big 12 team or zero Big 12 teams. Mm-hmm. And we could get one Pac 12 team or zero Big 12 teams. Yes, no, it C- seems C- like
2: C- ACC? Yes. C- Hopefully, no ACC
3: teams. No ACC team sneaks no ACC in there. Um, but yeah, it seems like there's a lot more possibilities this year, which is fun. Um and right now I feel like the Pac-12 does not control their own destiny. Kind of like Justin was saying. I would think if Oregon or USC or UCLA win out, they could be knocking on the door of the playoff, but they would need other things to go their way also.
2: Yeah, Uh, I agree. I think it's going to take something. But here's how I see it: I think TC, if they win out, they're obviously in. But they have the toughest part of their schedule coming up. They go to Texas to Baylor. And then a home game against like West Virginia or Iowa State or something. Um, however, Ohio State and Michigan, I think whoever loses the game is out, no matter what, because I don't think Michigan's strength of schedule lends itself. Right, if you're if you're Michigan, does, it it you don't have any good wins. Right, Penn State, right, that's it. And Ohio State, if they lose, they haven't. And I'm an Ohio State fan. We haven't looked like a top-four team this year yet. Yeah. There's maybe two games in which we've looked like a maybe six quarters of the season. We've looked like a top-four team. And so I think the loser of that game, without the chance to redeem themselves in a championship game, I think is going to be out. I think this is what it's going to boil down to. One, can TCU win out? Because if TCU loses, we're going to have two SEC schools yep. in there. It's mm-hmm. going to be Tennessee, right? Yep. Tennessee or TCU has to win out. The only, the only way that they get in with a loss is if they lose to Texas in a close game and then revenge beat them in the big 12 championship game. Mm. Now with the PAC 12 versus Tennessee, you have to value conference championship games. We have not seen that in the past. We've seen one loss, non champs get in over one loss and two loss Conference champs. As ridiculous as that sounds, Penn State got left out. Ohio State was left out. Like, Oregon, USC, or UCLA, if any of them went out and win the the Pac-12 championship game, you have to put them in over Tennessee because conference championships have to matter. I agree. Also, question. Why isn't the playoff just the four highest-ranked conference champions? I just want to hear from you guys because I was thinking about this today. I'm like – It's kind of ridiculous that we have teams that don't win conference championships that get in over teams that do have conference championships. Uh And I know that it's not perfect because not every conference, like not every team in every conference has the equal path to the championship game. But in my opinion, I think if you fix conference schedule, oh, wow. If you fix conference scheduling, I think it should just be top four conference champions go to the playoff. What do you guys think about that though that's just that's just spitballing
3: yeah I, I'm kind of torn on this one because I do like having teams from multiple conferences in the playoff mm-hmm. but at the same time I want it to be the four best teams which in some cases you know two of the four best teams are from the same conference
4: right yeah
3: and in other cases you have Clemson. Being an ACC conference true. champion, yeah. cupcake schedule, you know, put the cherry on top with the ACC championship and the committee's like, all right, we have a power five conference champion, throw them in, completely undeserved. That's true. Um, so I think, I don't think it should be automatically the top four conference championships, but I think it, it should probably be given more weight than it has in the past, where if you do win a conference champion, it means, you know, you're peaking late you're good. You're one of the best uh, Power 5 teams, and you're playing well recently. So, yeah, I think they should give it more weight, but I don't think it should be a, like a completely structured requirement in that way.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of torn on that one. I, I agree with what you just said, Dan, that you know it needs to be taken into account. I am of the personal opinion that the four best teams in college football should not go to the playoff. Okay. Be the four most deserving teams. So, oh,
3: okay. The deserving
0: teams that have done what they needed to do, that they have yeah. won their games, just yeah, Which
2: and in, in some instances, that is Clemson. And and let's be honest, TCU is more deserving than they are best. Exactly. Right. right? Yeah. Absolutely agree with that. I think it's just a matter
0: of fact of you know factoring those things in, kind of fixing the ranking system so that it doesn't go off so much brand popularity and yep. brand and name recognition <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> because you can have clemson go undefeated and then still have the ap voters or the cfp voters or whatever still go okay just because they're undefeated doesn't make them a top 14 right exactly which then you still get the highest ranked thing where like you know it's still conference champions they're still the highest ranked and maybe a one loss big 12 champion gets in over an undefeated acc champion in clemson i don't really know what the system is i i just uh, i am of the personal opinion that it shouldn't matter how good you are if you don't win the games and you don't do the, you don't check the boxes you don't deserve to be in the playoff.
3: Yeah, I think one other interesting thing to consider is your know, recency bias. Oregon got blown out by Georgia <laughs> week 1. Yes. Yeah. But they've been very good since then and are, you know, on the edge of the playoff. It's interesting to see how they'll factor that in because you know, Georgia is likely to be in the playoff, and they they don't want another blowout, obviously, which you know usually happens every year, anyways. Anyway, <laughs> yes, but, anyway. <laughs> but I think that's another thing to consider: is you know giving more weight to you know the games at the end of the season when
2: teams are rounding into form and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I Agree. I totally agree. Um, I'm very interested to see how this pans out, and I think I hate saying this this early. Because I love being mad about these rankings, I think it's gonna work itself out. I don't think there will be by the end of this. If TCU goes undefeated, there's no way they're not in the playoff, right? Yeah. The winner yeah. of the game is going to be in the playoff. Yep. Given yep. they win the Big Ten, mm-hmm. Georgia. Gonna I be th- the I think they're gonna be the playoff. No matter yeah. what. Right? No matter, what, yeah. no matter right. what. At This point. No yeah. matter what. Um, and then like the winner of the Pac-12, I think is gonna have a legitimate shot. And I think it depends on just depends how on the
3: score of the game.
2: True. Yeah. True. Maybe more
3: of an eye test thing
2: with the Pac-12. Last last question. Is there a possibility that two loss, LSU makes the playoff? Because I'm going to be honest. LSU has not looked good this year. They beat Alabama. Okay. They lost by 590 to Tennessee. Ooh, pick suit. They lost to Florida State. Should have lost by 14. Ended up losing by one. Um. They barely beat Auburn on, like, a last-second comeback. I, I do not think LSU is that good. I was happy to see them at seven. But this puts them in a situation which they could beat Georgia in this SEC championship game and make the playoff, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh dang it. Let Jeremy. me tell
3: Why you LSU's schedule. Arkansas. Okay. UAB. Texas A&M. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Arkansas and Tampa. Yeah, Arkansas is 5-4. Mm-hmm. UAB is UAB. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M is... 3-6. and six. Texas A&M. <laughs> <laughs> They're down. So they don't have very much upward mobility in those games, but they those games would make it easier for them to qualify for the SEC championship, which I feel like the committee kind of worships the SEC championship. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yep. <laughs> so if they do win out and win the SEC championship, I honestly think they'll be in. Which would be (laughs) mind-boggling. I would love for the committee to prove me wrong, but based on previous seasons, that's what I think would happen.
0: I agree, and they are in a position to make that. They are currently in first place in the SEC West. The only other team with one loss is Ole Miss, who plays Alabama this weekend.
3: Hmm.
0: And
2: LSU also owns the tiebreaker over Ole Miss. They do. By 35 Hmm. points.
0: So... I honestly I think Alabama will beat Ole Miss. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. That if would they be hilarious. As Jared <laughs> says, LSU has the tiebreaker. So they're going to make the SEC championship game. Do I think that they will beat Georgia? <laughs> That's true.
3: No. Yeah. But, <laughs> I definitely but don't think so.
0: it is a perfect storm of Georgia plays very well against traditional quarterbacks and not very well against mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Alabama's mm-hmm. defense, right? Jaden Daniels doesn't know how to throw the football. He can only run, which is, <laughs> in most contexts, a detriment. But versus Georgia's defense, might be decent. So we'll see. Maybe something weird will happen. It's going to be impossible. LSU will not beat Georgia, but if
2: they do, yeah, they're in. I have a conspiracy yeah. theory. Okay, okay, let's hear it. Okay. I'm watching the touchdown Toledo. Woo! Hey, 120, Ooh. that's too much time on the clock for Ball State. Too much time Watching for midweek action. <laughs> I just watched a Toledo fan in the student session throw up birds like crazy. <laughs> so <that I> <laughs> Midweek action is literally the greatest thing on earth. Yep. Okay. There's nothing better. Anyway, conspiracy theory. Okay. Georgia absolutely woodshedded Oregon at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. First five minutes of the Tennessee game, I think everybody thought that that was coming again, right? Mm-hmm. But Georgia got up 26-3 to 3 or whatever it was and then just sat on the football for the rest of the game. Here's my reasoning why. They wanted Tennessee – they wanted to impose their dominance on Tennessee but not beat them so bad that they drop far because the SEC, right? It's a mafia. They all want to protect each other. It's it's like a family, right? All right, all right. So LSU goes to the championship game. Georgia knows that they're better than LSU. Georgia knows that they could take them out back and just smack them around. But – They also know that if they lose, they're still going to make the playoff. So Georgia loses to, much like last year with Georgia and Alabama, if Alabama lost that championship game, they're out, out, right? But Georgia played a completely – a brand of football that they are not accustomed to against Alabama. They lose, still make the playoff, and then go win the natty. What if they do that again just so that they can get two SEC teams in the playoff? Extra revenue. I had – I would not put it past Greg Sankey to pull some bullcrap like that. Yeah, if Georgia loses to LSU, that's on purpose. Yep. <laughs> it's rigged. That's on purpose. It's rigged. Uh, all right, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? We've gone long enough as it is, but we love you guys. We're here for you. That's why we do this every week. Good vibes no. only. Good vibes only. Um, BYU, has, BYU has a bye.
3: Nice. Rest up, fans. Recover. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the final stretch yes and yeah kind of on the opposite note college football is heating up oh baby each week is getting more and more exciting the playoff picture is coming into focus and this is when it gets very fun oh yeah yeah
0: check out the weekend watch guide but that comes out on thursday or friday and at that point you will be able to know what games you need to watch it is BYU bye week, so just enjoy college football. You don't have to stress about BYU. Just enjoy it.
2: You know how the president pardons one turkey a year? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's like a thing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of weird, but yeah, it's <laughs> Can I say something?
3: <laughs> what does that turkey do to need pardoning? <laughs>
1: are, they convic- are they the convicted turkey? of a crime or something? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that's all.
2: Anyway, I will offer a presidential pardon. On behalf of the Royal Strong and True Family, uh-huh. to all of you listeners out there, you are allowed to watch one college basketball game this week, uh-huh. and it is Friday's Michigan State Gonzaga Aircraft Carrier. On Aircraft Carrier. Yeah, Aircraft yeah, Carrier games <laughs> don't count. Yeah, That's a must-watch. That's... Must-watch TV. But...
1: Oh! What? He, he had it? it!
2: That was a big six! That's why he's on defense. <laughs> oh. Um, other than that, you're not allowed to watch any college basketball until January 10th, the day after the national championship game. Also,
0: there are always pardons as well for BYU games that you turn yeah. on your non-main television. Yes,
2: yeah, so as long as you don't have the sound on, it doesn't count, right? Exactly. Also, it's yep. like we're like Catholics. <laughs> I gotta add, if there's no school Ooh. and
3: there's no college football, you can watch college basketball. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Maybe like Feast Week. There's some oh, some true. matchups. Feast true. Week is good. Christmas yeah. break. You know something could happen when there's you know some downtime in football. Of course. Well, Park, the Orlando week
2: Nash. the week between the bowl announcements and the bowl game starting. Yeah. Yes. you know also a good week. Just that it, if stuff. it's a good game. Yeah, yeah. If it's a good game. Um. <laughs> oh what, what just happened? <laughs> that was a duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that looked bad from the minute he threw it. The listeners are loving. Listening to this. Any anyway, more thoughts? Uh, yes, I have one last thought. Let's hear it. Um, it just has to do with my little pardon that I'm offering. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Michigan State Gonzaga uh-huh. will be on ESPN on the USS Abraham Lincoln oh. in San Diego, California at 4:30 Mountain. Is it standard time now? It or is standard time. We're now on yeah. standard. We are now on standard. Right. 4:30 p.m. on ESPN. You're allowed to watch that until the game is over. And then you have to flip to ESPN2 and catch ECU Cincy, which may or may not decide Mm. something large in the American. Maybe who decides who gets to go to the title game? I don't know. That's some big G5 games. Anyway, Maxion is literally making Justin pee his pants right now. (laughs) (laughs) Their quarterback is 13-34. literally threw it to nothing. There was nobody there. Even the defense was confused. <laughs> oh, man. This guy yeah. is struggling. So uh, instead of signing off, we're just going to watch the last 51 seconds of the Miami-Ohio. Paddock is hot. Oh, oh no. Ball oh, he, State. Oh. Oh, he's uh, he sacked. All right. Last chance. Did you call a timeout? You have to call a timeout now. He's not happy. Yeah, they, Do they spike it. One? Spike it on fourth down. So they called the a timeout. So we'll, we'll we'll just some commentary here. Fourth Ball State, uh, five and four, taking on Toledo, six and three. Toledo just scored with a minute 18 left. Mm-hmm. Uh, does a horse collar tackle have to be from the back because he kind of grabbed his jersey there at the throw? I think it you does are technically to allowed back.
0: to grab and pull forward. You just can't pull backwards.
2: Gotcha. So it doesn't choke him. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. So yeah, you can like twist them. Down. You just can't pull
2: backwards. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, Toledo scored at the minute 18 left Go up 28-21 Ball State now has the ball 4th and 18 Where have I heard fourth that and, before? Oh super. <laughs> Johnny Linehan Johnny Linehan Anyway, just call called a thing. timeout uh, Right now uh, What do we think about the uniforms, by the way? I'm kind of liking them
0: uh, Yeah, Ball State's got the cardinal on the side That's an American flag Except that cool.
2: for uh, voting election day kind of thing?
0: Probably, yeah
2: That's it okay. Pretty clean uh, yep.
0: Yeah, if you didn't vote yesterday Then, uh, oh well <laughs>
2: Too
3: late now. S- sucks for <laughs> you. <laughs> you killed
2: democracy. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Participate next time. It was, it was alive. <laughs> anyway, right. he snaps. He drops this back in the, the pocket. Game. Seven well, step steps drops. up Avoids the rush. Oh, oh throws oh, it downfield! Oh, 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 He's got oh, a man! Oh, 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 oh.
1: Oh, he runs oh, out of bounds. <laughs> what
2: a coward. What a, there's, oh, there's a flag. There's a flag. Oh, What's the flag? The penalty.
1: Oh, is it roughing the
4: passer? Tell me it's roughing the passer. Oh, the the, the the listeners
2: are just loving this right it's now. It's got to be roughing the passer. The clock has stopped oh, again. Let's
0: see. Oh. oh, they got the chain out, though. Turnover doesn't chain.
3: Be Turnover chain. Does Toledo it count?
0: Does not seem to be worried. Will it stand? They're, they're eating imaginary. What's going thing? on here? Oh, no. During the interception return.
2: Ah, right. uh, uh, so Toledo keeps the Toledo counts. Toledo wins. Toledo maybe in the driver's seat in the MAC. Uh,
0: I believe them and Ball
2: State are now tied. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The first place in
0: the Mac. Anyway, thank you everybody for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True podcast. Thank you for listening to us. Watch random action. We love you guys. We love this community. We want to keep it growing. Make sure you're sharing the episodes with your friends. Sharing the social medias at loyal to royal pod with your friends. We want to keep this growing. We love you guys. We have room for more in our inn. We'll see you next time, always. Thank you. Goodbye now. <laughs>